I, I stepped away from the music entirely. I became a chef by accident. Uh, I ran. <laughs> that is the funniest phrase I've ever heard. I became a <laughs> chef by accident. <laughs> Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Alrighty, welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I'm here, we're back for another week with the one and only Jimmy So Dope. I actually love that name, my friend. It is, I mean, because you're like, hey, who is he? Jimmy So Dope. And it's like, who's Jimmy? And it's like, doesn't matter, man. He's so dope. Like, oh, he's, he's, he's so dope. <laughs> But what- it, it, it worked, man. It, uh, it started as my as my Twitter name, bro. Uh, and and I and people just started calling me like just they just stuck like that would just be my name. And they see me, Jimmy Soto. They would just people people say it to me. My name was originally Jimmy Dice, uh, Jimmy Jimmy because my name is James. But Dice is a, William Dice was a the 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 painter in the eighteen hundreds painting portraits for the kings and queens of London. So it was Jimmy Dice, the royal artist, and it was just too much to explain all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I was so, going to be honest. When you said Jimmy Dice, I was like, it, like Dice Clay? Like, is that? Right. <laughs> right. Like, like it, it worked. It worked for when it worked. I, I, I made a, I made a, uh, made, I made my, I made a name for myself, man. I, I, I did it from nothing, bro. I, I had no, my older brother had a rap group. My little brother had a rap group and I was an athlete, you know, and uh, the true story, uh, after I told my ACL, I started writing more raps, you know, and and I wrote a song and my friend said, hey, man, if you ever quit writing music, we're going to jump you. I'm like, OK, cool. I take it. I got it. Understood. And uh, not well, that I was afraid of them, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's how that's how it started. Yeah. You got the message loud and clear. Loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> well, OK, you gave me a lot of information in like the shortest period of time ever. So... <laughs> Let me ask you this. I'm I'm definitely going to ask you about sport at some stage now because you've opened that can of worms. But you having your name originally come from an 1800s artist who who depicted royals. Like how did number 1 there are not many rappers who would go to that depth of like yeah, I called myself a name based on a famous, not even a famous, a like deep cut historical figure that I found personally that I aligned to. How, like, can you explain that to me? It's such a deep cut in terms of history. I had no idea that person even existed. <laughs> uh, yo, thank, thank you. For this, thank you. Just, I just want to say thank you. Before I say anything else, thank you. Um, so, so I went to, I went to high school, man, in, uh, in North New Jersey. I went to school called Arts High, right? So I'm, I'm a classically trained visual artist, right? So I've done everything from ceramics to airbrush to, you know, oil, you, you name it. I built it. I, you know, I landed on photography. Photography became my thing by my junior year. And, uh, so when I started making music, I, well, two things happened. I realized at my mom's house, there was no pictures of me <laughs> or, or my dad. Like, like, what the hell? Where, where are we? Where's the Jameses on this motherfucker? Where's the James? I don't see enough James around here. <laughs> you know, I'm James Jr. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I said, you know, I'm going to start creating more memories, man. And uh, I would, I would, I would start performing at this point and I'd be on stage and I couldn't believe that it would be a sea of people looking up at me, waiting for me to say something. So I started taking pictures of the audience, pictures like pictures of my, of my supporters, my, my fans. You know, and uh, yeah, and and just just my 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 photography led me into journalism. It's it's like my I create things, man, and 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 the idea of like how how deep I think into it, bro, is really like uh, it, it's it's my it's, it's deeper than music for me, you know. It's art. Yeah. So why that historical figure though? Because there are lots, right? 
But why uh, why did that one stand out to you to be like, yeah, I would be personified by this? Well, well, it was art style, um, and and just just the idea of being the royal artist, you know, um, you know, because obviously there's just a lot of painters, but this this person he 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 spanned over a time period, and he he's seen he's seen a lot, you know, and but he got to play his role, you know, he had a a good life, and. You know, well, well, at least at least for a good part of his life, anyway. You know, he lived with the royals, and and he was an artist. You know, so it's like it's like I look at today's society. And this is really my deeper than I could express back then. But uh, thinking about it now, it's like I, I understand the perspective that I had back then. It's like, yo, like we can do anything we want to do. Like there is no limitations. There is no, you know, I can I can do my passion, and I could ascend to as high as I want to, and whatever I feel is greatness to me. You know, and I can do it my way. So before I even thought about being an entrepreneur, you know, all those things, I, I knew that I can live like a king with my art. Yeah, I can't. I can only imagine the types of conversations that artist would have had with the royals, because like, right, like it would be so weird because you would know them so intimately, and I find it hard to believe that they would sit in silence. Because I think oh, you can't impossible. help it. It's too much being demanded. They have too many people talking to them to sit in silence. You know, they can't. Can't. I imagine they can't even hold the position long enough for me to like for, to finish the sketch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but that, but that's life. You know, life, life changes and everything changes. And and even the idea of like you know, uh, you know, have ha- having a like what. what like the idea, like I have to paint, uh, I have to paint these people when you know I want to do more landscapes or, or maybe, or maybe I could do more landscapes if I get the king to come outside and be in the meadows and I, and I, you know what I'm saying I paint the big picture. So it's just the approach, the approach, the approach is everything, you know? Yeah. Have you always been drawn to art? Like, have you known from a young age that you've always had artistry within you? Yes. Yes. Very young. Uh, I, I know I don't re- remember when I started painting and drawing. Drawing it's always it's always been, but I remember my first poem. I was in the second grade. <laughs> Do you remember it off by heart? Oh, absolutely not, but I know I wrote it for Tanisha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so it was love that got you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with music, you know, music. My my, my dad, my dad was a uh, he was a road like a road like a roadie for the Manhattan's, the uh, soul group. Yeah, in the seventies, so seventies, eighties, something like that. Seven seventies, probably late sixties, going to the seventies, whatever. But um, but yeah. So he uh, music was always a thing. Music was just it was part of the fabric of the oxygen in the room. You feel me? And so, um. Uh, Music has always been, even though I've I, I found ways to channel my artistry, just 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 create. Music has always been the leading force, in, you know, in my existence. How do your parents describe music? Like, obviously, you would have seen them as a kid, and they would have been introducing it to you. And I'm always interested because my parents were not very musical. I don't think I had a very musical household. The irony of me talking to musicians all the time is not uh, unknown to me. But, and and I always think about it like, what did I not experience? And what would be the difference of someone whose father and parents were so ingrained in music and in music culture and what that would have done to me as a kid? Well, I mean, although music was really, really uh relevant in my household um my dad the best thing he did for me was he he gave me permission to think right by that i mean you know um he would ask me open-ended questions and just and and, and expect a response you know even if i didn't answer right there in the moment i took time to think about it he would ask me again you know and and i remember in particular he asked me one question we said we used to go to church a lot my dad was muslim but everybody else was christian so we used to go to church and in the mosque a lot, whatever. And I learned about dinosaurs in school. And uh, but in the Bible, like, you know, they don't they don't really I'm like, I'm like uh, daddy, what was was what dinosaurs in a no, he asked me about dinosaurs, like like asking, was dinosaurs in the Bible? And I couldn't answer the question. Cause I I don't I've heard a lot of stories, but they never talk about no Tyrannosaurus Rexes and such. <laughs> you feel <know what laughs> me? <laughs> 
So when he when he asked me that question, are dinosaurs in the Bible? He wants me to answer it. He's wanted me just to question everything that I take in, you know. So he he really opened my mind to every like everything. Like like I'm I'm able to be in any space and learn anything and and, and really uh, explore my imagination and act upon it because my my dad told me it was okay to do so. You know, it's a funny thing you bring up. I have thought this for a long time. It's asking the right questions that get you the right answers. And it's actually through questioning and through asking that you learn the most. And I find that like within myself of like, if I ask myself the right questions, then I will find the right answers. Facts. And, and that's, I took a course called mastery and, uh, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time working on my, on my mental health, right? From like age 25 to now, right? And in mastery, they speak about um, discovery, right? Um, through possibilities, you know what I'm saying? And and the more, the more you're open to discover, the more possibilities you have to experience, you know? So it, it's the... Yeah, it, it's that it's that it's that being open, being open uh, it, to asking yourself the questions: Who am I? What am I doing? What's my purpose? Asking questions and really getting to the bottom of it without without having to expect an answer, but know that life is happening and you get to play the game because you have a choice. So as you're doing it, never stop asking your questions. Never never step out of discovery. You know what I'm saying? Like always be open to possibilities. Yeah, and I think in the ponderance of the question you ask which we're now getting like super deep into the philosophy of questions. But I think in simply thinking about the questions that you ask, you find that you you don't actually think what you think you think. Like, because you find out that like, oh, I don't actually think that. And all I needed to do was take my time and like dig a little bit deeper and try and uncover why I think that. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, maybe that's not right. Maybe I've been telling myself I believe that, but that's not actually true. Right. That that has been my story, you know, and 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 we call it the come from, right? Like from which space are these questions arriving? You know, is it arriving in your in your anxious mind? You know what I'm saying? Without without going too deep, but you know, is is it is it your narcissistic mind? Like like is this your ego? Like, you know what I'm saying? Your your pride, like like which part which part are you was even asking the question? Because it, there's multiple sides to it and, and for the most part, we're all things because we we experience all of it at different points in our lives. So, you know, like like I I'm just grateful to be present to this, like these these moments. So I, I know it sounds so so philosophical, <laughs> whatever like that, bro. But it's like yo, like life is really good, bro. Like and and I'm really I'm really living my life in a way that I am enjoying it. You know, and, and I mean I, I feel I'm I'm starting to feel more and more and more fulfilled, and I'm just leaning into my music and my creativity. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this before and I'm working on it, but like gratefulness is a practice. Gratitude is the attitude. Yeah. It was the attitude, you know, so, and that's, that's really what like the project, I don't know if you, have you, have you heard the music? I, I don't know. Yeah. The flowers right. AP came out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. The demo. Right. So, so part of the initial idea of it was like, yes, yeah, give me my flowers, but it's give flowers. You know, um, and really, I I pretty much did that, you know, throughout the project as far as like, you know, certain cadences and like, you know, certain flows and energies, um, certain sounds as far as production, you know, um, really, really, I, if, I, if, I, if I like paying homage, you know, uh, and, and yeah, I, I get to experience all these good things, but at the same time, I get to share it. I get to share it with the world, like like for, for me to be on this journey that I'm on and not share what I learned. Um, I feel like I'd be doing everybody a disservice, including myself. Well, do you think that's a problem that we have in society right now is we don't give enough flowers? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's tough, right? Because a lot of times they do it, you know, because everything is so business-driven, they do it with the, with the incentive in mind. So nothing even feels, a lot of things don't feel genuine and, and it takes away from it. I know we get to be, we get to be, you know, hustlers and bosses and, entrepreneurs and, and money by any means but but it don't feel good to do business with people that you know do bad business you know um um so i say for instance to be specific Harris one 
he didn't do the Grammys 50 of hip hop thing because why well, took y'all 50 years? What's going on? Like, 50 years? Y'all couldn't hit us. This is his words, like, you know, verbatim. Like, y'all couldn't hit us up at 47. At least hit us up at 47, 48, 49, so we could warm up to it. But y'all ignored us for 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Or y'all gave us awards, but didn't put it on TV. You know, so so a lot of times, the, giving flowers is, it, it's, it's, it's being vulnerable. You know, it, it's, it's the ability to, you know, uh, uh, give give somebody something that they may not even want from you. <laughs> you know, so you may not ever get a thank you. You may never get a, you know, they may not have a show appreciation. Even if they feel on the inside, you may never experience it. So the the ability to give flowers is tough. It's tough for people to 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 say thank you for paving the way, especially when if I say it to a rapper, he may diss me. Use my soundbite to diss me. Put me on fucking summer jam screen or some <laughs> stupid shit. So it's tough. Yeah, but on the flip side, if you don't do that, then they die and they never knew. Like I I always right, look right. at um oh what's his name the the I think the Dutch painter um the dude who Van Gogh Van Gogh made zero money and was not successful and not revered until after he he died. He never knew that his painting and that his art was worthy. And that is so sad to me that there will be people in our lives that are not aware of how important they are to the people around them and how important what they do. And so, like, to me... If someone's going to spit in your face for giving them flowers, that's a reflection of them, not you. But at the very least, you did your thing and you're like, hey, man, I need you to know in case you never know that I want to tell you this. It's important to me because if you were to go tomorrow and not knowing, that would be, that would suck. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing about death. You know, the last time I saw you will be the last time I ever see you. You know, so so um, I, I definitely get that part, right? And and again, like the the, the question is like, what what would it take for for the masses to 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 say thank you? You know, to give flowers without without any uh, care of reflection? Um, yes, it's going to take healing <laughs> because because again, it takes a level of vulnerability to extend the act. You know, so no matter who you are, no matter how you are, no matter what what level of mindset you are, like yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, right? You know, um, giving is the same as receiving. So me giving you these flowers, man, that that's just I felt good doing this. And that's that's the energy I'm gonna ride with. What you what you what you brought to the table, I don't have to accept. I can acknowledge it. I most definitely will. I can't help but do that. But I don't have to take that home in any way, shape, or form. Cause I come in peace and love. So so yeah, like once we can approach things from a once 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 a person, I'll say myself, once I learn how to um, be non-attached, not necessarily detached, but just like I'm not attached. I'm not attached to the outcome or whatever transaction between myself and another person, you know. And I'm still getting better at it, but I'm I, I did a lot of work to get here though. So yeah, I think it's hard because <laughs> you talk about you talk about like the ego because that's what it is. It's like the ego is like, hey, I I worked on myself to be in a place where I can thank you, but I want recognition because I need to feel the the return that someone's acknowledged the work that I did. And then when you don't get that, you're like, why did I put, and it's, it's right. really weird. I go through that where I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, I want yeah. the recognition and I don't like that. I want it, but I recognize that I do. It's a, it's a real thing. And, and it shows that we are, we are, we are all things we are a multitude of things. All of us, you know, like we, we, we experience so much and man, I went on the way driving to my house. I'm like, yo, um, talk to myself, talk to myself a lot. Um, I freestyle my my voice notes a lot, so I, I do a lot of you know whatever recording. Either way, um, I'm speaking about how like if I don't like a moment, like whether what what honestly whether I don't like it, or whether I like it a lot, right? At some point, I have to shift to the next moment, right? It's inevitable. You know what I'm saying so. It's like all right. So just say for instance something that I don't like. It's like man, I don't like this. This person just did that. Now I'm in my feelings. I'm mad about it. I'm going to allow myself to experience that experience, right? I go through all those feelings, all those thoughts, observe it all. And then when I get time, when it's like, okay, now it's time to shift to the next moment. The next moment is now. <laughs> so what, what, what effective action are we going to do to, to, to at least, how, I can, how can I go coexist? What's the best case scenario I can create to coexist with my new, this new reality that just created? So 
it's it's being present, yo. It's being present. Being present is everything. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. Like <laughs> you have to focus on being present and not let yourself get lost in the past, but the past influences the present and you don't want the present to continue manifesting because of the past. It's like a whole minefield of just like you're just trying to step over it and figure it out as you go. And you're right. like, hey, man, fingers crossed I'm I'm getting some development out of this because, like, goddamn, it's not easy. You know, you know I, I really it's, – it's definitely not easy, you know, and, and for me that there's so much money to make, right? Uh, but what I can say is that, you know, like I'm 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 in gratitude. So my family, bro, I'm like like this flowers project is really is that it dedicates to my wife. You know, um, first and foremost, the songs are about her, inspired by her, and then it's uh, you know, dedicated to all women because I mean, don't get me wrong, like you know, men and women make babies, but women like carry these little motherfuckers, like incubate them in their bodies, and and then they birth them. You know, some through C-section got to get cut open. Right and, and oh, it's crazy. It's madness. Uh, I the think. amount of rehab that they have to go through to like survive, right. and before and like before hospitals and and modern medicine, the death rates of women who was so astronaut. Like I don't know, we don't talk about that enough. Of like, and well, they don't talk about it. And I, I'm sorry, I, I, not to cut you off, but I have to say this: uh, they don't talk about it. Especially they can't talk about. Well, they decide not to talk about it because. The women who are dying the most are black women, right? Right, like right now, like right now, black women mortality rate is like like it's so much higher than every other race of people on the whole planet, you know. And 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 I can tell you from experience with with, with being very uh, active in my in my, my in our pregnancy, um, I can tell you that the treatment is different, the conversations are different. If you don't ask certain questions, they won't even give you certain information. How you so? Know? Um, yeah. How yeah, it, it's. Uh, can you explain? Oh, sorry, can you explain what you what you mean by the questions and they don't give you the information? I'm interested to know in that. Oh well, well, how about this? Right, I, I'll give you exactly what happened with my daughter. Right, so my my oldest daughter, she's nine. She's a she's what I call a miracle baby because according to the doctors, she either she wasn't supposed to be here or if she gets here, she'll be have you know Down syndrome or some type of you know deficiency mentally in some capacity. Um, my wife was experiencing um um it's called it's like called unexplained utero something something right mumbo jumbo right some big science term it basically means that the umbilical cord as the baby got bigger the umbilical cord didn't expand into into a to a, you know a broader circle to to provide the to provide the proper nutrients as the baby grows so the umbilical cord stayed the same like you know diameter if you will and my daughter kept getting or tried to get bigger she was born at uh, four pounds, one ounce. So she was like, you know, a little, wow. little thing. Um, but but here's, here's the kicker, right? So we went to an appointment. Um, they were running hella tests. Like they, they tried all, they took so much blood for my wife. Was, and we was in, in the hospital every week, every Wednesday. And uh, one day she came in and they said, hey, you know, with the percentile, with the, your baby's weight and, you know, her health, her heartbeat, all those things, the percentile of that child that falls into those stats um, they have this uh, percentage of life or death rate and, uh, you know, they have brain some type of problems. Their brain, they're not fully developed. And and I remember at that moment it hit me because, oh, the, one more thing she said. She offered us an abortion. She said, I don't know if you want to have to think about an abortion. You see those kids out there. I know you don't really want that. That shit is illegal. Doctors are not supposed to offer abortions. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking whole different person to fucking talk to. Doctors are not supposed to do that unless unless they have like unless it's like life or death, and it wasn't life or death, you know. Um, yeah, so that moment I snapped and I realized that they weren't telling us any facts about our child. They were just telling us statistics about children like my daughter. But her heartbeat was good. She was breathing good. She was at a, a weight healthy enough to uh, you know be born. Right? She wasn't astronomically small. She would just fall in the preemie side. Um, no, and, and correction, my daughter was three point nine. My son was was four point one. So, so I, so in conclusion, though, um, I told them we're not running any more tests because you, you guys aren't telling me anything that's actually wrong with my daughter. You're giving us all these stats and scaring my wife. So we had we had the baby. The baby was born, you know, um, healthy, happy. She was born small. She stayed in the hospital for about what two, three weeks. You know, um, it was the toughest 
happened with, with, with both my first two children, but it happened for different reasons. But but this this particular conversation with my first child, it was it was you know it was so much confusion about how they wanted to handle our daughter, and the information they gave us did not match the reality of what my child was, and it felt like they wanted us to get rid of our baby. And so you're putting it together. And obviously you and I living in different countries, I've never had kids. So you'll have to forgive my my ignorance on this of like, when you speak to others, they didn't go through that experience. And, and- a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of sisters go through this experience and it's always different things though, because every birth is different. So it's never like, you know, my exact, exact situation may not be the next birth situation, but it happens. It happens a lot. Um, even the idea of, of offerings, the the, the uh, rate of C sections that they offer, that they offer, it's absolutely like it's hot. You know, there's so many women being who are not having children through the birth canal, and they're being cut open. You know, um, so it, it's a thing where uh, where I've learned <laughs> that medicine in this country ain't really medicine. Uh, it's actually just medicine. That's what they want to give you, medicine, right? So it's not health, right? So so you know, I do my absolute best to not. Um, subscribe to almost anything that this country has offered me and being in the United States. I know that statistically and historically speaking, they do not have my best interest. So I know they don't have that of my offspring. Respectfully. Well, look, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't personally love taking medicine. I, 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 there is a part of me that has, and this is maybe my monkey brain talking. I have been believing for a long period of time that, you know, if you can, you should be able to teach your body to survive certain things. Like, I'm, I I personally don't love when I'm, like, not feeling 100% and then the immediate reaction is, oh, let's go take a tablet. Like, right. that feels odd to me. There's something about that that feels odd to me of, like, right. And, and let me preface, there is a huge difference between life and death and, hey, I'm just feeling like a little off. And right. then, and so, like, that's me and that's how I've personally felt throughout my life. But I know a lot of people, like, they have an inkling of a headache and they go take Panadol. And I'm like, what? maybe you just need to hydrate. Maybe you need rest. Maybe you need sleep. Maybe you just need, like, maybe something's got up and you just need to recover rather than push through and mask the problem. Listen, I, I think, I think that right there is, um, it, it, it leads to the, it, it, it perpetuates the problem, right? Check this out, right? Like we, we're so focused on trying to like find the problem, right? That like we forget like, yo, these are, these are byproducts of things that I'm doing, right? Like I'm doing things, I'm eating things. I have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like something needs to be eliminated, you know. I need to change my. I need to change the way I do things. Something needs to shift, you know. And and we all know, we all feel that our bodies communicate with us very well and very very convincingly and consistently. You know, saying like your body don't have to tell you too many times to sit your ass down before you better sit your ass down. So you know, I just think that I think that we 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 it's just this culture. I mean, like you know, we obviously in two different countries, man. But this this uh this American thing is a beast. I never been out there in Melbourne. Uh, this American thing is a beast, man. And the culture that it, it presents to our children and to us, like we all we all came through the same thing. Like it's just different. It's just different, you know. And we can act like you know um, the media doesn't uh, influence us. We could we could keep spinning that narrative, you know. Oh, it's just music, you know. Um, until it until it you know affects you, somebody close to you. So everything about our culture is all designed. What we eat, all the advertising, what we drink. You know, it's all design, bro. So ah, being an independent artist is, is, is just make, being an independent entity just makes sense to me, you know, where, where I am in my life because nothing nothing that's provided for us makes sense. Let me ask you this. Would you move? I mean, it sounds yeah. like the... Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. Um, we, I, have, I have plans on it, you know. Uh, we, we on a, we're, on a, uh, we're on a mission. You know, there, there's things I got in place. Um, you know, again, thank you for my wife. You know, uh, we have homes in Honduras. You know, um, so so you know, we we, uh, you know, I, I I'm 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 already doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I know that there's levels to it. You know, and and that that's that's who we are right now. Like, how can we, uh, you know, it sounds cheesy, but generational wealth. You know, we want to put ourselves in a position where 
you know, you know, we 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 are we are. I'm an Earth citizen, not not a, a citizen of the United States. I'm an Earth citizen. Yeah, I, I mean, I find it interesting because the the evolution of like that thought pattern in, intrigues me. Of like, you and I uh, have not lived the same journey, and but yet as a kid, we would have both been positive and both been like, hey, this world is amazing and wonderful. And then there is a point as you grow that you start seeing things and you start going, (laughs) yeah, and you're like, well, how come that is like, and this is, and I, but I was told and you're like, huh? And, and it's like a weird thing to, to have as like the human and like, we're the only species that knows we die. Like, that's a really weird thing that, like, as a kid at some point, you're like, a death exists. And you're like, okay. And you just move on and you're like, it just exists and that is there and we're aware of our own mortality. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's this really weird thing that we go through and we're hyper aware and we're hyper vigilant and we live in these sophisticated societies and yet we're still kind of in this strange place where it's like it feels good when it feels good when it feels bad it feels really bad that is what they call a fact right so so no i I, we all experiencing the same thing in our own way you know and and that's you know i i know right now i'm going through a major shift metamorphosis that happens every couple years right but but i feel this time it's just the stakes are higher and because the stakes are higher you know i'm I like it. I like I like what's happening right now. I like that I have a lot a lot on my shoulder. I like that there are a lot of people that depend on me because, you know, I mean, for, you know, just like I said in the song, like if not if not us, then who? Like like for my family, you know, I love my family, but I don't know of anybody trying to do what I'm trying to do or do something similar with a similar magnitude, you know, because my 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 vision of success is me taking care of everybody or as many people as possible, right? But 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 no, I want to be able to take care of everybody who got my blood in their body. You know, here's I, I you know, I, not that I want to, you know, fund their lives for the rest of their lives, but certain things that they shouldn't have to worry about. They shouldn't have to worry about basic things like their phone being on or like the lights being on. You know, the lights being on. You ain't got to worry about the lights being on. I I definitely pay your light bill. You know what I'm saying? Like like and again, you know, it's it's uh, what's the word? Um, Ah, ambitious, right? And this is probably every black kid come from the hood. I want to take care of everybody, but I see it's being done. I've studied. I've studied how it's done. I've studied the type of people that do it, type and why other type of people don't do it. You know, success is a very, very simple. Uh, it's a simple concept, although it may not be the easiest thing to obtain. But it all depends on your definition of success. So uh, I know I'm rambling at this point, but. Uh, those hey man, <laughs> I'm seeing through the rambling and I'm saying some good stuff. So um, when you say success is simple and you've learned what success, how to be successful. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard for you to boil it down in, in like a couple of minutes, but like, what did you see as the fundamental lesson around that? That everyone's definition of success is different, right? That, that right there is the basis of it because I may feel successful, you know, having 25 people at my show because last show was only three. So I'm going home for like, I'm high off life tonight, right? And your definition of success may be, you know, Lollapalooza, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and they all, all both are just as viable on a person's journey, right? So since my definition of success is, 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 what, is what it is for me, you know, um, for right now, it, it steps to it, and and each step has its own vision of success. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be like, damn, I'm not taking care of my family, everybody's bills right now, so I don't, so I'm a failure, right? Because that's not where I'm at right now. Remember, right now, it's holding down my my small family and building and building this up, you know, and, and and it's it's happening, you know, it's happening. So so yeah, it's it's we get to fine tune our vision of success, and only and then we got to don't have a monetary value. You know, it's about how you feel about yourself and your and your contribution to your to your journey. Well, it's like how many steps does it take to walk a mile? Like, you know, the the goal is the mile, but you can't get there unless you take the steps to get there. Like, I think that's 
that is the common mistake. I mean, what we see a lot in, and you said media influences us, it definitely does, but what we see a lot is randoms coming from nowhere <laughs> and being successful and being famous. And that is, and we're like, oh, I could become famous overnight. I could skip all the steps. I don't have to focus on my growth. I don't have to ask myself the difficult questions. I don't have to challenge myself and do the shit that I don't like to be able to get there. But the truth is that's the wrong message to learn. Well, you said a key word, right? It's about distinctions, right? Being able to distinguish, you know, certain certain words and, and, and the energy that it carries. So if we're talking success, but then we're talking about fame, right? And it ain't the same thing. So we see people who successful means who gets fam- famous overnight. Sometimes it happens in less than a day. You know, um, it happens during the day. The person just blows up for whatever reason. Um, but we also know that it doesn't last long a lot of times because it's not it's not rooted in a, a strong enough like why like a purpose. You know, so after the trend goes or after the 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 the, the catchphrase gets overtaken by a new catchphrase, you know, you, you start to hear start to hear less and less of these people. And it's not to say that they haven't found their own independent lane, but they're not on that white hot stage. That white hot stage, nobody, nobody who's really on the stage owns it. People who own this, people who own the stage, we don't all, we just know company names, you know, and we don't know who whoever they assign, whoever they hire. <laughs> you know, we, we don't know the people who, who the families who own these companies, you know, but not, not that that's important. The really the most important thing is that we're watching people play on the stage that they don't own, and that's how you get canceled. You can't cancel me. I can't, how the fuck, who going, they don't pay me. They don't pay me. They can't cancel me. I'm, I'm, I'm actively building a, a, a presence and a platform, you know, value and myself and, and my name and my brand where it's like, yo, I own this. The people, they here for me. I don't need whatever radio station, whatever television station, whatever production company that historically has been fucking us over. So until I, until I get the leverage, which is the numbers, which is we, we, we got better numbers now. So now the conversations are different. I'm having better conversations. I like this conversation. You know, uh, uh, now, now that we have we have some stats on the board, because what I didn't do before was market. Oh, you got marketing is the game. The product don't even really even matter. You know, you could, product don't matter. It's about it's about the marketing. They sold million. You ever heard of the Snuggie? Yeah. Right. Of course you did. Damn it. They sold millions <laughs> of them shits. You know what I'm saying? It was just clever marketing. They 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 knew what time people came in the house. You know what I'm saying? They they knew the hours of running commercial and they ran it a lot. And you see it enough, you're gonna buy that shit. You know, it was 30 degrees outside, you're gonna buy a backwards robe. It's a fucking backwards robe, for God's sake. You know, so I, this time around, I'm more I'm more uh focused on marketing than and you know, just just that. You know, I'm I'm always gonna be hand, you know, ten toes down in the music. But the marketing is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something really important is if you own 100% stake in your thing, you don't have to answer to anyone other than yourself. You can't get canceled. You can't cancel me. When, when I pay myself, I cut the checks. The money comes from my account. You can't cancel me. That's why I love Dame Dash. It's a few of us uh, out here. You know what I'm saying obviously that he he he's in he's you know he has more time in the game he's, he's his brain is, is 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 at this point is beyond international he is one of the most known people in the world you know what I'm saying Dame Dash is, in this hip hop community is the fucking man and I I think he's a man because he owns his shit he pops his shit no different than Prince you know what I'm saying no no different than Currency Dom Kennedy you know it's a bunch of guys around around the world you know who who you know they take the time to build something and at that point the leverage is different. So now when I do decide to give money with, with these people who I know don't really mean a cultural world, they just want to get some money, they're going to come to me and get some money too. We can make money together, but it's going to be on my terms. Well, I don't have to make money with you. Your competitors are offering this amount. <laughs> you know, you get to talk filthy business-wise, and it's disrespectful in the business conversations, but it's the facts. You know, we got to own some shit and have some equity and some shit, some value and some worth and some shit before we start reaching out to these companies that, that we know are going to take advantage of us. Well, you know that it's, it is just them doing business. Like that's, business. that's the truth. Like, you know, and, and that's, uh, and I think that is difficult for some people to accept is like, Hey, they're just going to always make the decision 
that is always going to benefit them the most. So if you don't come ready and if you don't come prepared, prepare to be taken advantage of. That is what business people do is they see an opportunity to maximize success and they're going to do it because at the end of the day, that's what they're there to do. And this is the only reason I like companies is because they don't lie. And But when I mean they don't lie, I mean... Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big well, statement. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. They don't lie about their purpose in the sense of at the end of the day, you can think whatever they want. There's only one thing they care about. And at the end of the day, it's going to those stock meetings and it's going to the shareholder meetings and it's money goes up. They will tell you about doing these things to make people... F- that is only for the meeting that they have at the end of the year to be like, okay, did we make money or not? And did we make money at, so like, so they will lie to your, the consumer or the public to tell you that they're more than money, but that's not true. It just straight up is not true. So that I will say, but at the end of the day, you know, every company is there to make money. That is it. That's why I like companies because I know that for a fact. No one right. is there to lose money. No one's going to shareholder meetings going, hey, we lost money, but it's all good because our employees feel a little bit better. That shit does not exist. So yeah, people just, that's the truth. Go, go to one of those meetings. See what happens to boards when they don't make money. Listen, I mean, I, it's, it's the American way. This is this is what capitalism does. This is it. This is the game. The game is I got to win. And sometimes for me to win, somebody has to lose. You know, um, that's what negotiation is. I, what's best for me inevitably, in most cases, may be worse for you. It, it, it's just simple. I, I want 60-40. You want 50-50. Or, you know, I I want 60-40. You know, I know for me to get that, you have to take a, a loss. So it, it, it it's business. So I, I've learned to accept it and respect it. Uh, you know, uh, going into this thing, business first is essential because some people just don't, some people don't have business skills. Some people just as they first arrive and they're acting most uh, predominantly out of emotions. So, you know, bad business happens because now a person is managing, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it's so many, so many ways it falls apart. Just, I didn't like that you did this. This doesn't, this doesn't align with my, with, with our, with the company's moral compass, you know, you know, something, this tweet you did 15 years ago, you got to go. <laughs> hey, if they're a brand, they just know. It's like they just know, hey, if we hold you, we're going to lose money because people think this. And, hey, we yeah. don't care. I personally couldn't care. Like they can be like, hey, man, I don't care, but our consumers care and we cannot afford it. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. You fucking peace sign. So, listen, I... We see it all the time. It's happening right now to, to a brother, uh, you know, and over at Disney. You know, uh, they, they they said that they, they said they they had his uh, his walking papers on. It was already typed. They did they did through Chat GPT. They just had to hit the button. <laughs> well, it was it was ready. <laughs> well, to be fair, his I think is different. I don't know the specifics. I mean, yeah, I think when you do, I mean, domestic violence is pretty hard to stand behind. You ask me personally. I, I agree. I agree. I, I, you know, this conversation gets tricky because, you know, you got you got your Ben Roethlisberger's, you got your people who did some things, man. And uh, they've been they've been able to, uh, you know, get grace. Chris that, Brown. That ain't been, yeah. Listen, we could keep it. Listen, we can yeah. name people. For, so for many decades, people. It's wild. For decades, you they know? pick so and choose for sure. It get it gets spooky, you know, and it gets it gets back to the truth of being um, indigenous. In America, you know what I'm saying? Indigenous, whether, you know, whether you came from another continent from another continent or not, you know what I'm saying? Just just the, the diaspora of, of, the, of the enslaved ancestors, dog. Like, like, like it, it, everything that's happening right now, it just shows you that ain't much change, you know? And we can act like, you know, yeah, we yeah we got streets named, named after us. We got, you know, buildings and libraries named after us. You know, uh, I can keep naming stuff, but they're still shooting people. People still, um, you know, the the wealth gap is, is still doing what the wealth gap does. You know, uh, what they said, uh, what company was that? Uh, well, um, what one of those banks, man? Uh, 
shit, all of them for the most part, but one in particular, I can't think of the name right now, Navy Federal, ah, Navy Federal, uh, they, they, they give white families that make a fraction of what, you know, no, no, white families making, you know, this amount get more loans than black people making this amount, you know, so, you know, on percentage wise. So it, the racism in, in, the, in the, what's the word? Um, colonization. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the homies are still happening. You know, it just looks different now. So, you know, we, we laugh about it because like what it, it's, it's, it's woven into the fabric of our society. You know, it, it's bugged out. Being, let, being, me, um, let, let me ask you, know. you this, because how would, what would need to happen for it to change? Like what does change look like? It's more independence. It's more. It's more people playing their own game. You know what I'm saying, or or, or being playing playing their game together. It, it's economics. It has to start with economics. If it's not economics, you know, uh, if we if, if we if we're not free economically, you know, mean we have our own communities. We have our own, you know, banks. We have our own entertainment institutions. Our own schools and such. Because what the what the way that's been proposed to us is simply isn't working, and 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 historically speaking, every time we try to do what I'm speaking about right now, it has got literally blown up. You know, you know, we talk about Black Wall Street. They literally drop bombs from airplanes on it. Um, you know, you got Harlem. You know, you got all these different black places where black people were doing their thing, and and the drugs hit the streets crazy, and the guns hit the street crazy. You know, so. Um, right now, the pills, the drugs that hit the hit the street in a different form. Before it was illegal drugs, now it's pharmaceutical drugs. The opioid crisis we have right now. So, so we, we have to understand that question is tricky because even if I gave you the right answer right now, if you ask me that question ten years from now, the game would have changed in that ten years, and that answer don't even apply no more. I need a new answer, and the people with the answers they get they get um, shot and. They get thrown in jail for rape and crazy shit. <laughs> well, well, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's all about asking the right questions. And like the, I mean, I always, the, the hard part is, and this is what I always struggle with is like, okay, let's say we got rid of the, our system. What do we replace it with? Like That's the question. That's, and, and I have no idea of a bet, like, there are always going to be people who suffer, unfortunately. Like, mental health, like, I think that we as a society can never get rid of suffering. Suffering is either self-perpetuated or it is perpetuated by other people, but suffering exists. I think it is part of the human condition. We're, we're drawn to negativity in this weird way. That's why a lot of people have, like, toxic relationships. They're like, they know it's bad for you, but you do it. That's why you eat bad food. Like I eat shit food sometimes and I'm like, this is never going to make me feel better, but I know I eat it. There's something about it that there's something about the mentality of like humans don't always make the decisions that's best for them. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's the weird thing about us as humans. And like my big thing is like, you can only, you can only take accountability for your shit. Like that's what you got to take accountability for is like, hey, yeah, you don't get to control the country you're born in. You don't get to take control of the family you're born into. But you have to at some stage take control of like, I am in control of this little circle of shit, but it's mine and I'm going to make sure that I do the right thing. But it's like, but that's how it starts. And I think, you know, when you talk about your goals of like, supporting people that you love and being able to look after them. It starts with supporting yourself and loving yourself and look aftering, looking after yourself. And then it slowly builds out and it's like, okay, I'm doing those things. And when you talk about success, successfully owning your own shit is something to be aspired to. No, you just do it. No, you just do it. You know, like, yo, you just do that shit. That That's the thing. Like, what if, right? What if, if you know all all this, you know, esoteric shit. Even me, even me saying I want to take care of my own family. The reality is, you know, you know, it, even that's a weird place to put my position to put myself in. Just for you to be pulling out my finances like that. So there's a way 
even me saying that, there's a way to go about it that I feel good. I'm helping it out enough that it makes sense. Well, I'm not just being used as a crutch because the ultimate, the, the ultimate, uh, ultimately, we we want we want to empower our people. You know, ultimately, like like I want people. I want I don't want to I don't want to take care of people. I don't want to be. I don't want to make music just to make people people dance. I want people to get up and want to take positive action because I exist. You know what I'm saying? I want people want to want to better themselves. Each each household is different. Each culture is different. And every you know, and for the most part, you know, uh, not for the most part, but it's like no, like like you have your own family culture in your house. You know what I'm saying? Like we all may be Christian or whatever religion, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, and not in this household, we do these things. You know, so it all starts with the house, the the, the nucleus, the family, mommy, daddy, and on down. You know, our family's got to get stronger. Um, you know, we really got to get back to loving each other. Uh, and, 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 you know, they say if, it, if you, you want to go fast, you go by yourself. If you want to go far, you go together. So it all starts with family and then we build from there. So even right now, I want to take in my whole family. But right now, my goal is to retire my wife. You know, like I'm starting right exactly where I am right now. I know I have these big dreams of saving the planet, you know, that's one step at a time. I think that's why a lot of people, old people do gardening. They realize they can't save the planet, but I can save my little patch over here and make it beautiful. There's yeah. something because like yeah. I fucking hate gardening. And when I see people garden, I'm like, how, how it's, it's, it's awful. But there's something about it to me. That's like, well, yeah, I can, I can control this little bit. I can make this part beautiful. There's something, be- there's beauty in like, I, I just can control my controllables and I make, what I can control pretty. And through the combination of lots of people doing that, the world gets significantly better. Agree. Agree. Uh, I have a song like the, the next single coming off my, my, my project, uh, Flowers, you know, Flowers demo came out, but those songs are the first four singles off of the actual album. But the, the fifth song is going to be a song called Who Decides, excuse me, Who Decides War? And, I open the first two verses by saying, um, it's like Buddha said, if you like a flower, you pluck it, you pluck it, or you can water it daily to show how much you really love it, if you love it. And it's like the idea of, of you know, the other concept, another concept for flowers is, is allowing things to bloom, allowing, you know, when you, when you get a seed, you know, like, you don't be like, oh, this is the most prettiest, most beautiful seed I've ever seen in my life. You have to plant it and cultivate it and let it be what it's going to be, you know, and certain, certain plants obviously grow better in other conditions. Some don't grow at, don't grow at all in certain conditions. So we got to get out of our comfort zones. We got to allow ourselves to blossom only, not only as individuals, but together, you know, um, as, as, as families, as friends, you know, uh, you know, with our craft that you got, you have to let, you have to let, you have to let yourself bloom into what you're going to be. And it takes time and it takes patience, but it takes work, you know? Yeah. Well, speaking of something I did want to ask you about, we've gone through this uh, philosophical journey today. Not what I expected us to be talking about. I'm kind of glad. I said I'd ask you about other stuff, but I'm like, we've gone down this rabbit hole and, hey, this is what happens when you don't plan conversations is like you just get the organic nature of it. But I did want to ask because you went on a, like I was looking through your Spotify it's been a while since you started like creating a lot of music. Like you came back in 2023. What was that break associated with? Uh, the short answer is I lost myself. Right. Uh, um, I realized that, you know, my, my art is not bound to just being a rapper, you know? So I wanted to help out my, the people who I worked, the artists I was working with, whether we were making songs together or whatever. Um, I wanted to, if, if they were in position, I wanted to help them, like give them that boost. So it didn't matter if I started taking photographs for you, I write, do write-ups for you, you know, um, I help style you, you know, whatever, you know, and of course writing music, you know, so so I began to just be, I just attached myself to projects. I, I found joy and I found joy in hearing an artist's story and then making a song out of it, you know. Um, it, it, it showed, I learned a lot along the way. I learned how to engineer and record myself. Um, I worked at a studio for four years and and I, I learned so much. Uh, I, I really understood quality of music. 
I, I stepped away from the music entirely. I became a chef by accident. Uh, I ran. <laughs> that is the funniest phrase I've ever heard. I became a <laughs> chef by accident. <laughs> I became a chef by accident. Seriously, right over here. Um, I, I went in to, for a drink with my guy, my first time ever really, really visiting this bar over here. And uh, I met the, the manager's wife, and my, my guy's bigging me up, like, you know, Jimmy's so dope. He could rap. He could do this. He bigging me up. And she like, can he cook? I said, well, hey, I'm an excellent sous chef. She said, okay, well, meet me, 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 my guy. Long story short, I got hired on the spot. Five days of being a sous chef, right? The chef quit and moved, moved to Costa Rica. And I became a chef for the next six, seven months. <laughs> that is a chef by accident. That's a chef by accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so... These, these last few years have been crazy for me. You know, I, I ran a, an upholstery company. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm cleaning sofas and carpets and decks and marble floors. I'm just like, you know, it's just like my life, my journey, I got so far off my music. I became a journalist. A full, like, I became a full-time journalist. You know, uh, I made it up to my job. No, not a day in college, you know, but I, I, I did enter a program called the North Stories News and Collaborative. And um, shout out to Britt. You know, she... Uh, she allowed me. I was already I was already doing journalism work by writing for people, but I ne- I didn't do it professionally at the time. And you know, with that shout out to WBGO, they they taught me how to, you know, journalistic integrity, and and they told me all the things how to really write and connect with people. I know how to write. I know how to write because I know how to tell stories to my music. I was already engaging people with words, so now I just do it in a different form, you know. And and I was a natural at it, you know. I was on the radio Saturday mornings, FM radio, you know, really broadcast worldwide, hundred thousand listeners every day. You know, um, so, you know, and I, I reached a point where I was working so much that my wife and I, we were just passing each other by, you know, we had two kids at the time and on my way in, she went on her way out and vice versa. And one day she's like, yo, I, I can't get anything done. I'm, I'm just, you know, I can't even get my nails done. So I pretty much quit everything, you know, um, and I became, I still wrote from home though, but I was, I, I became a, a work from home dad and, you know, she, she was out here running hospitals and such and. You know, now it's just like, you know, she does so much for our family. You know, it's only right that I, I retire her. Like, it's just, it's just a start. I, I told her earlier, like, only God could drop a play like this. This is, this is the definition to stay down till you come up. This is, this is what love really looks like. It's, it's a roller coaster, it's ups and downs. I've done everything wrong. <laughs> I've done everything wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, to be in this position, happy, you know, and we have a brand new baby. We have three children. We have a nine year old. My son will be two in February, and I have a two month old baby. So you know, we've fallen, we we've fallen in love again. She's she's just dope. I'm 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 I don't know, bro. I'm 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 on like a natural high, and just watching it fucking like <laughs> blow the fuck up in my face is amazing. <laughs> hey man, it's so good to see you genuinely happy. I, I thank you. I appreciate that. Yo, wear it up. Wear yeah. it up. Yeah. It's it's weird when you talk through your journey. Like, it's almost like the 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 many things that you were doing is the embodiment of you not knowing who you are anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bro. Twenty twenty, the pandemic hit. Everybody was inside. You know, when everybody was talking about, yo, we back outside. I was already outside driving Uber. <laughs> I, I never. I never went inside. Like when everybody went inside, I started driving Uber. Well, I started driving Uber a little bit before that. And then it just rolled into the pandemic. So the roads are clear. People needed rides. I was the guy. I was outside the whole time. Like I never, and and, and I was still in the studio, you know, still in the studio, um, make, making music for myself and others. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and just being around creative people. I never stopped working. What I'm experiencing now is that, you know, they say when uh, preparation, no luck is when preparation meets opportunity. That's what's happening for me. I never stopped working, building this thing that I'm building. The idea never changed. The approach has changed numerous times, but the idea and the goals have never changed. You know, I want to be one of the biggest independent artists in the world ever. You know, um, I, I don't care about signing to labels and all that, the whole, the whole, the whole fucking spiel, you know? And now that we're here, it's like, we're watching it manifest. And sometimes I can't believe it. Sometimes like, yo, it ain't happening fast enough. Right. Sometimes it can happen faster, you know, um, but I'm just experiencing this man. And, and like you said, it's a journey. Yeah. Something that I can't help but think is like, and probably something that I picked up on early, which is you're clearly 
an intelligent person and you said that you talk to yourself and you have conversations, your mind seems to run at a million miles an hour. How do you how do you get it to be less noisy sometimes? How do you find the moments to enjoy quiet? Well, I have to wake up before everybody else. <laughs> that's a that's a that's the how, right? It's only possible if I wake up. No, it's not that's only possible. It raises the probability of it happening, right? Me, me having a day with a more peaceful mindset. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm less, I'm, I'm, I'm not as easy to trigger, or in any way, whatever, because I, I meditate in the morning. You know, uh, meditation, mindfulness, being present. You know, being present sounds so philosophical, but it's your breathing. Are you present? Are, are you acknowledging the fact that you're breathing? It's not just on autopilot. Are you breathing through your nose or your mouth? Are you even breathing? You ever talk to somebody that wasn't breathing? You know, so like it's being present. It's really breathing and, and meditation is just mindfulness. That is the only way. Yeah. I mean, I always find going for a walk for me is like if I can meditation. move my legs <laughs> and I can just, and these days, and it's can and it sounds when I tell people they're like how like I just actually find that I can go for a walk with no music that I can just walk right. and sit in my thoughts and just like ponder and I and I don't know what it is the act of simply walking it's like it's so ingrained in us that like the simple act of doing it and thinking is even that's mindfulness though right uh, when you when we study like Zen, Zen Buddhism they talk about how mindfulness is everything. You know, sleeping a floor. If you're sleeping and you're and you're consciously breathing, everything is mindfulness because everything has the opportunity to be mindfulness. Because if you if you just become conscious of your breathing, you know. So so yeah, walking is definitely one of those good ones. Your strides, and you may not even know that you have a rhythm. Inhale, exhale, with each step. You know. So yeah, and a lot of times we when you're not doing when you're not actively training yourself on mindfulness, sometimes we don't even know that we're actively practicing it. We just don't know that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think you dropped a lot of wisdom today, my friend. Uh, probably some stuff I'm going to have to think about afterwards, but yeah, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to to talk to you. I only have one more question for you. Uh I feel like we could just talk for hours and hours on end um so and right uh, hey honestly my, my, my family cool. like my family like we're hungry like, they look at me right now like we're hungry stop, <laughs> stop talking <laughs> we need sustenance <laughs> well I'll, I'll ask you the toughest question that i'm going to ask you all day i think i've asked you some challenging ones but it's the only question i plan on the show if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of can be any genre of music cannot be your own music what would it be you know this is a really good question because i am an album man right um, I, I mean if i if i have to pick one i'll, I'll pick one I'll, I'll say commons b produced by kanye west that album i personally believe is just a perfect piece of art it touches so many different vibrations so many different sounds textures of music, the, the hooks, the, the flows, um, the conversations, um, the, the high-level storytelling, Common B. Commons B is, you know, should be in like the Library of Congress if it's not there already. Um, then you have another one I think that people don't talk about. You know, I think A. Marie's first album is just stupendous. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how, how you know, the whole world just let this happen, like, and, and she's just not hear no more with that fire ass album um uh wait hold on. my my daughter trying to give me stuff stop giving me stuff hold up uh <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to think um yo uh reflection eternal reflection eternal um the one uh rpm rpm is an excellent excellent piece of work hello quality is standing in a space that not too many people could stand next to. People haven't done the albums that well, you know, uh, so that's a good one. Shit, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an album man, bro. Solange yeah. knows. Yeah. I've decided, you know, um, it's a lot of albums that I think that just fly, have just come and go, and they they, they mean so much because they I, I feel like they've, uh, 
they stamped themselves in a space of like, man, this is such a good body of work that the this this era this playlist ever would never understand. And and people I understand why people are falling out of like, you know, the conversation, you know, those those albums. Well, hey man, I am a big fan of albums, hence why I asked the question. Like, as you said, it's a body of work. There is it's like they put together a movie or a painting in its full picture. Like they're they're doing everything, the background, they're doing the 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 full landscaping as opposed to just a small part of it. So yeah, I think albums are what make artists great. And I think everyone is looking forward to you dropping an album, you coming out and, and releasing your your next body of work, man. But well, for anyone my debut album. Yeah. My debut, this is my debut album. You know, uh that's why this is so important to me. It's why I love it. I love the stories that I'm telling. If this album means a lot to me, just not only for the position I'm in in my life, but but just like the, the what, what it means for the people who have been watching Jimmy Dice uh, all the way up to to Jimmy So Dope, you know, um, we, it, it's just an amazing story. I can't wait for people to hear it. And so they need to get primed. They need to get ready because, I mean, they can go listen to two singles this year already, Hide and Seek and Goddamn, and then the Flowers demo came out as well. So... People need to get onto that train, get themselves hyped so that they can wait for your album to drop. But man, absolute pleasure having you come through and, and having this conversation with you. As I said, uh, extremely insightful. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to ponder it uh, for a few hours afterwards to say the least. But um, yeah, man, is there anything else you wanted to to plug or shout out? Uh, definitely. Um, uh for anybody who wants to really get in tune with me, the best way to get to know me is my music. Uh, and uh, I have a website, textjimmy.com. The sound is spelled exactly how it sounds, textjimmy.com. Or just simply text me, right? Um, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, my, what I'm doing right now will always be on textjimmy.com. But if you text me 917-398-9199, cause it's United States area code, um, you know, country code, the plus one, 917-398-9199. And you know, people on my on my on my list, you get the music before everybody else gets it. You get discounts on my merch. You know, you get invited to you know members only studio sessions and really get to see me actually build the album. And that's really what the whole promo is for the album. It's actually my mix my mixing sessions, mixing down these singles, and then also going into the rest of the record. So you know, um, yes, connect with me. Definitely connect with me. I love that message, man. I think you're the only one on my show who's given out a phone number. So. Hey, good luck. <laughs> oh, and Instagram, Instagram. Oh my God. Instagram, Jimmy So Dope. J I M Y S O D O P E. Follow me. Love that, man. Jimmy So Dope. As we said at the straight out the gate, it's a dope name. It's so simple. It's so straightforward. You know that your reaction is Jimmy So Dope. So, man. Absolute pleasure having you come through. I really appreciate you sharing. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again, hopefully in person next time. Oh, man, that'd be, that'd, that'd be the best case scenario, brother. Thank you again for, for having me, man. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.